Amen. Say hi to you. Luasa, it's good to see you after a long time. Who else is here for a long, after a long time? Eh, eh. Banange. How are you? Masi? Which Masi? Nabu Kenya? I was with her this morning at church. You didn't see her yesterday. Who else has, hasn't been here in a long time? We miss you. We are so happy to see you. All our first time visitors, you are welcome in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for worshiping with us. Amen. Amen. We, we know that this will not be your last time. Okay, let's go into the word. I am still talking about money. Money, 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 money. Open our Bibles to Philippians chapter 4, verse 16 to 13. I'm going to be talking about money. Who is excited? Because God is about to change your life, right? Amen. Amen. Hey, look at your neighbor properly. Look at your neighbor properly. Look at them properly. Because after these teachings on money, hey, you will see their shoe and say, What? Okay, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious or worried about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, thanksgiving, continue to make your requests known to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, stands guard over your heart and your minds. Finally, believers, are you listening? Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, Whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things and implant them in your heart. Can you imagine? Whatever is worthy of praise, what is worthy of praise? Jehovah. Think on these things. Someone said the money. <laughs> the things which you have learned <laughs> and received <laughs> and heard <laughs> and seen in me, this is Paul speaking, he says practice these things and the God of peace and well-being will be with you. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that now at last you have renewed your concern for 
Indeed, you were concerned about me before. But you had no opportunity to show it. This is Paul. He's writing a letter to the Philippian Paul the, the church Philippi. in, in Philippi, the Philippians. Right? And he, they, had, they had sent him an offering. So he was saying that I, I, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that you have renewed your concern for me. Amen? And he says you were concerned about me before but you had no opportunity. But now you have shown it. Amen? So this is his letter thanking them for their gift. But he's also going to teach them about money. Amen? So then he continues and he says, now that I, not that I speak from need. Amen? Not that I speak from need. For I have learned to be content. Oh. I have learned to be content. Content. How many of us are content? But there are no hands. When I first heard this scripture, I struggled to be content. So it meant that if I saw someone with a shoe I liked, I said, Carrie, you have to be content with what you have. If I saw someone with a nice, with nice, okay, let me use what I really, really liked. I used to be jealous of people who have nice hair and I don't. Who, who have hair that stops here. And it didn't matter how much I desired it. Nothing was changing on my head. Amen? So I told myself, Carol, be content with, with your head. But I still coveted those with Right? So I went and I borrowed Brazilian hair. But it was hot. In our kasana here, it's not easy. Amen. So I asked God. I asked God. How? What does it mean to be content? Does it mean that I I I close my and pretend that I can't see the Gucci and the Prada. And Does it mean I, I block my emotions? Then I start walking around. I put on whatever I want. Does it mean I come not looking good because I'm content with who I am? Does it, does it mean that, you know there's something in me saying I'm made for greater but I don't see the greater so do I be content with where I am do I say it's okay to stay here right I mean, when, when you look in the dictionary content means to be satisfied 
Amen. So I sat in my life and said, Am I satisfied? Am I satisfied with my finances? Am I satisfied with my education? Am I satisfied with my. And here is Paul in a prison. And he's saying, I have learned how to be content. In prison. Put me in prison. Okay, now I'm a changed person. But then, put me in prison the first five minutes. I have learned to be content. And it's not this thing of saying, I'm poor now, because I'm going to heaven, it's okay, I'm content. You know the consolation we give ourselves, because I have Jesus. We see another man prosper, an evil man. And to console ourselves, we say, May I have Jesus. I'm going to heaven. But you still look at that man and covet. But inside. But outside you say, I have Jesus. A hammer passes you, you say, I have Jesus. <laughs> Let's read Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. We're going to get there. Amen? I want that by the time we live here, we are content in the Lord. Amen? It says, let your character... Hebrews 13, verse 5. Be free from love of money. Let your character be free from the love of money. Hallelujah. Let our character be free from the love of money. Being, it says being content with what you have. Then I like it. It says semicolon. Then it says, for he has said, I will never. Siri. I will never leave you. Siri Hallelujah. Na Nor will I forsake you. So siri na Let you down or relax my hold on you. This is the amplified, sorry. Oh. Mm. Siri kusula, obokuta. Amen? Amina. I'll explain that later. We're going to get there, but this is powerful. He says, be content with what you have. Then he begins to tell you what you have. Hallelujah. Some of you didn't get it. It's okay. By the time we leave, we will get it. So it says, being content with whatever you have. I think the real question is, what do you have? You have a nice shoe. You have a nice dress. Are you like me? You have nice hair. Hey, I have nice hair. It stops here. Wait. Soon it will be here. 
Don't, you, you have to renew your mind. That was old Carol. This is new Carol. <laughs> so if I have if I have no hair and I have torn clothes, should I be content with what with the clothes? Huh? When Jesus sent out the disciples two by two, yes, did he send them with anything? He said, Go. And they were provided for when they came back. He asked, Did you lack anything? And they said, No. Huh? When you read Philippians 4, I think another verse down. Paul tells, Paul tells the church in Philippi, he says, My God shall supply your needs according to his riches in glory. Right? We like to quote that scripture, right? And my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. Hallelujah. And everyone says, But Paul, Talking to the church in Philippi. The church in Philippi, they were givers. Amen? When you read further, he says, In fact, when I was in Thessalonica, no church communicated with me concerning money. Except Philippi. Right? Did you see in Thessalonians Paul telling them and your God shall supply your needs? Did he? No, he was telling the church that gives. Amen? So, okay, that's uh, on the side. When we give, we access that principle and God shall supply your needs. If you're not a giver, you can't claim it. Amen. You can't be here keeping all your money and using it only for food and what? And clothes and come and say, Lord shall supply my needs. That's just a, by the way. Okay? So, but what I'm trying to say is, we can also not come here and say, and God shall supply all my needs and then be in need. Amen? Amen. So, Philippians says, Paul is saying, not that I want. Amen? He says, it's not that I want. For I have learned in whatever situation to be content. Say, I'm learning to be content. Say it, say it. Yes. I'm learning to be content. So let me explain what it means to be content. The Greek word for content is otakes. Amen? And it comes from two words, oto and kes. Oto meaning 
self-controlling, automatic. And case mean, means independent. So when you read the amplified version, it does not say content, it says self-sufficient. So that what content means auto-independent, self-independent. So Paul is saying, I have learned to be self-independent in all things. Amen? You get me. Paul has learned to be self-independent. He has learned to be independent of himself. And he has all sufficiency in him. Amen? By the time we are done, just picture, he's writing from prison. What is your prison today? Some of your prison is money. Some of your prison is sickness. Your prison, I don't know, put it there. But in that, in that prison, understand that you're self-independent. That your, your auto case, it is automatically independent. Some of us have, have never been independent. You depend on your job. You depend on your friend. You if they don't come to church, you don't come. Some of us are like that. Hi, are you going to church? Ha. I've traveled, I'm going to Mbarra. Next Sunday. Some of us, if they don't pay our salaries, because we are so dependent on our jobs, we could cry. But tell me, honestly, tell me, let's, let's be honest with each other. How many of us, your salary is enough? So where does the other amount come from that tops up? Where does it come from? Where does it come from? If I give you budget of what I spend the whole month, my salary, you will cry. But my sufficiency is not in my salary. My sufficiency is not in my friend. My sufficiency is not in parents. Sufficiency is not in my pastor. My you know, some of us are sufficiencies in the pastor. When the pastor is there, we are there. When Pastor Wilbur is here, you'll see the church will be full. Eh? Some of us are sufficiencies in our gifts. Some of us are 
I can sing. I can dance. Then you wake up one morning. God forbid. We are not under a covenant with man. Do you have a covenant with your, with your employee? It's an agreement. When you break it, it's done. Contract. But you have a covenant with God. He says, and I shall supply your needs. I will never leave you. When we read Hebrews 13.5, he says, be content because I will never leave you. Your contentment is not in what you can do. Your contentment is not in your job. Your contentment is he who is sufficient lives in me. Paul was like, I have learned to abound in all things, whether I lack, whether I am full, because I can do all things through Christ. He didn't say, when I'm in prison, I... He said, I have learned. Let's read. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, this is the perfect part, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry. Both to abound and to suffer need. What did he say? He is instructed. Which means the enemy didn't come and steal his things. He was instructed to be without. That means he was there and God told him, give away your car. He gave it away. God told him, give away your TV. He gave it away. God told him, give away your transport. He put it there. Because he has been instructed. Some of us, we miss the instruction and then the enemy comes. He said, I have been instructed both to be full and to be hungry. God tells you to fast. You're like, uh uh. Today we're having food in Serena. There's no way I'm fasting. That's the day you eat the food from Serena and have food poisoning. He says, I have learned. <laughs> he knows how to be content. Let's not wait for the enemy to come and steal things for us. For us. You know, this is what I do. Every year, at the end of the year or somewhere, I go through my closet and I pick out all the clothes that I have not worn that year. And I bring them and I say, have. Give them out to whoever you think needs them. Okay, now I give to Mercy because she helps me give them out. And there's a time I would get out my clothes. And what remains looks like I don't have clothes. And then I wait. 
one week, two <laughs> weeks, one month. I get clothes that were better than this one. Instruction. Instruction. I have learned to be content. We have to be self-independent. We need to understand that your neighbor cannot meet your budget. Your boyfriend cannot pay your rent. He doesn't have enough money. The day he falls sick, what happens? You know why we have problems in marriages? We enter them dependent. And it's self-independence. Dependent on God. Not on your spouse. The day your spouse doesn't talk to you, ha. we all know. Because your joy is in your spouse. Be self-independent. Be self-independent. Come to church because you know who you serve. We come to church, we are dependent on the worship team. If the worship team does a horrible job, I can't, I didn't worship. I can't worship. The pastor preaches, you're like, uh -uh. she didn't preach a good sermon. Do you know God can speak to you through a donkey? <laughs> I went to a church in, in, when I, I visited Italy, and I went to, a, I think it was a Baptist church. And people warned me that, you know, they don't sing, they don't dance like us, they sing hymns, they, the pastor is not excited like us. So I enter this church and I told God, speak to me. Do you know how God spoke to me? Sunday school teacher came up to teach Sunday school kids. She taught for five minutes. I cried like a baby. Everyone was looking at me like, why is she crying? But my heart was open for God to speak to me. She read one scripture, explained for two minutes, and I had everything I had come for. Sunday school teacher. I'm not dependent on whether the church is Baptist or not. I'm not dependent on whether the praise was my type or not. I'm not dependent on if the preacher is preaching what I like or not. I'm dependent on God who lives in I'm self-sufficient. When I want bread, he gives it to me. I'm 
I'm self-independent. I'm not dependent on my salary. Thank God it comes, but it is not my hope. I am not dependent on money. Whether I have or not, I have the source of money. Let's be independent of people. Tell your neighbor, be independent of people. The contentment of God does not leave you lacking. We live by God. Not by our friends. We live by God. Not our salary. Do you know when you die, you leave your salary behind? They get it and give it to your next of kin. That's why when you're filling in the form, they say, Who is your next of kin? Your house, when you die, Oba you left it to your family, or you left it to someone else will be in your house. Do you understand? You live by God. All the things troubling you. How, how do they trouble you? You live by God. You're automatically independent from any man. You know why the church is being manipulated? Because they are dependent. You give me 500, I pray for you. So seed, I lay hands. <laughs> Oh, but do what? I prophesy. You have the Bible. The, profes- the prophetic word of God is here. Everything you need to know about your life is free. He has given it to you free. Come, I'll pray for you. You'll be healed. Ah, the word heals. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. God has made a way. He got got out all the middlemen. That's what I wanted. You don't have to pay the blockers. You can go direct. But the blocker comes and tells you, Mama, me, I know how Jesus works. This is salvation. It costs this much. You pay. And I show you the way. No, it's free. Get rid of all the blockers. Delete their numbers. Go direct. Gain the straight. Bambi, I'm not saying men of God are bad. I'm a man of God. <laughs> I'm a man of God. <laughs> it is important for us to teach you the things. But there are certain things 
that go direct to God. No? Go to God. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to say, do it like this. I'm here to tell you this is how you reach God. You lost his telephone number. Here it is. I'm here to remind you. I'm not here to manipulate you so that I gain. Amen? 1 Timothy 6.6 6. It says, but godliness is actually is a source of great gain when accompanied by contentment. When you read the message version, it says, a devout life does bring wealth. But it's the rich simplicity of being yourself before God. Now, listen to this. Since we entered the world penniless, we will leave it penniless. If we have bread on the table and shoes on our feet, that's enough. We are under another covenant. Eh? Amen? We are under another covenant. And I loved how it says with godliness comes contentment. Let's continue in Philippians. Um, I think we're reading from Amplified. It says <coughs> Philippians verse, it's the same. Philippians chapter 4 and I think now we're on verse 13. Okay, we're going to read from the Message Bible, 10 to 14. It says, I am glad in God. This is Paul. Far happier than you would ever guess. Happy that you're again showing such strong concern for me. Not that you ever quit praying and thinking about me. You just had no chance to show it. Actually, I, I don't have a sense of needing anything personally. He does not have a sense of need. He is not need conscious. He is not conscious. He says, I do not have a sense of needing I have learned how by, I've learned by now to be quite content whatever my circumstance. I'm just as happy with little as with much. With much as with little. 
I have found, listen, I have found the recipe for being happy. I'm giving you the recipe for being happy. I have found the recipe for being happy. Whether full or hungry. Whether hands full or hands empty. Now listen. Whatever I have, whatever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. That is his recipe. Whatever I have, whatever I am, I can make it through anything. Tell the devil, bring it on. I can make it through anything. Through the one who makes me who I am. Otto case isn't a man satisfied with what he has present. A man satisfied with what he has present. It is a man satisfied with what he has and who he is in God. I can make it through anything. Bring darkness and will produce light. Bring poverty. I am wealth. Give me the desert of living waters inside of me. Can make it anything. Throw me on any part of the earth, I will survive. Put me in Uganda, I will flourish. Put me in China, I will. Put me in Butabika. I will flourish because I can do anything. Anything through him. My sufficiency is not of me. Where is that scripture? Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 5. It says, not that we are sufficiently qualified in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency and qualification comes from God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves, but our sufficiency is in Christ. I'm going to read that in the message version. It says, we couldn't be more sure of ourselves in this. That you, written by Christ himself for God, are our letter of recommendation. We wouldn't think of writing this kind of letter for ourselves. Only God can write such a letter. His letter 
authorizes us to help carry out this new plan of action. This plan wasn't written out with ink on paper, with pages of legal footnotes, killing your spirit, killing your spirit. Now listen, where this letter is written. It's written, it's written with spirit on spirit. The letter of God, this letter, this letter of sufficiency is written with spirit on spirit. Then it says, his life on your lives. You see, you got my life, eh? And you got the life of Jesus. He rewrote my life with Jesus' life. That's why when we when we were presented before God, he doesn't see me, he sees Jesus. His life on my life. Spirit on spirit. Spirit on spirit. That's why being born again is a renewal of the spirit. It is when his spirit comes and writes our His life written on our lives. The sufficiency is no longer of you. It is of God who has made you carry out this new plan of action. This new covenant, this new testament living, it is not about you. It is not about your sufficiency. It is not about your ability. It is not about what you can do. It is not about what you cannot do. It is about him. His spirit on your spirit. His life on your life. He is your sufficiency. It's not written on ink. So it's not even here. It is on your spirit. There are mysteries. There's a place you enter eh? and you don't need a donor. You don't need a sponsor. You don't need a white man to come and help you. We don't need a white man to come and build our church. We are self-sufficient. There is a difference when you are sufficient in God and God causes a white man sleepless nights until he gives you what you need. And when you, you go to find your sufficiency in the white man, there's a difference. Have you heard of, have you heard of a man who sits, he can't sleep because your name is on his mind. He goes to eat food and he can't eat food until he has given you that money or that car or that house or that, that blessing. You see, 
When that happens, that man is not helping you. You're helping him. Because if you don't take it, he will stay asleep. He won't be able to eat. He won't be able to sleep. He won't be able to have peace. Because your sufficiency is in God. It is not in people. When we put it in people, that's when we become beggars. We beg, 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 beg. Some people are professional beggars. They know how to do it. They know how to say. Have you ever gotten that phone call and you know what the person wants? You look at it and you're like, do I have money? Oh. Even first cook a story now. Said not me. Said not me. We are self-sufficient. Self-independent. Our sufficiency is in God. We have to come to a point where they are the ones looking for you. Yes. Patrick, Patrick, I've been calling you to Kwatamasimu. God told me to give you this man. Do you understand? All you need is God. God is your money. God is your finances. God is your providence. The other day, I was asking someone. I asked the people at home where we found Irish potatoes in our house. From a big plastic bag. So I asked, where did it come from? They said, we don't know. But we found Irish potatoes here, so we cooked them. And I remember the day before I asked them, do we have Irish potatoes? They said no. So I needed to go to the market. But if you know me, you know that I hate shopping. I don't like it. So I asked a friend of mine to help me. But he could only deliver on Saturday. So that means no Irish until I get home and there was Irish. I said, Where did the Irish come from? When I asked them, they said, We don't know. We just found a cavera with Irish. So I said, my sufficiency, everything I need, I don't have to go begging for it. I just have to have the desire. I don't even know where they fell from. If you know, you can come and tell me after. But me, I don't know. But I have eaten them. Don't come and... <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying. 
We have a God. We are sufficient in him. He, he is our sufficient. How can we lack? How? How? How can't we pay school fees? I have to tell this story. I think Pastor Daniel has told it before. But I've never told it, so I will tell it. Pastor Daniel came to me and asked me many years ago, before he was pastor, he said, I don't have school fees. And I told him even me, I don't have school fees. But I have a God. God can change anything so that you study. You are not dependent on school fees. You are not dependent on the law of the school. You are not dependent on we prayed. I don't know what happened. What happened? They changed the law so that he could sit for his exams. That is God. For one person. He did it for. My Bible school had never had international students. They had even never given a scholarship to anyone. They changed the law for me. They gave me a scholarship. When I was done. They stopped. You know, when you're sufficient in God, He can even create things that were never there just for you. And after it's done, He closes. Just for you. Because your sufficiency is in. It's not in man. It's not in your rich uncle. It's not in your president. We bless the president. It's not in your president. It's in God. I'm just going to read a few things I wrote and then we stand up. Okay? Be delivered from men and learn to live by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Don't assume in faith. Only have faith for that which you can see. When you begin to pray in the spirit, begin to see things. Because God says, I will do exceedingly above, exceedingly above all you could ever think or imagine. Amen. So you have to first see. Remember I talked about vision last time. You need to first see. You have faith for what you see. Amen? Amen. We don't live by money. Money lives by us. We were not created for money. Money was created for us. We made money. We made the money. It was a man. He was breathing. He died. He made money. 
Money is not our Lord. Money does not control us. We control money. When you understand that, you will know how to call money. And it will answer. Scripture says money answereth all things. So, if it's not coming to you, it's because you're not calling it. You might be following it around. And it keeps looking back and going, catch me if you can. And you start playing that game Adi likes. But you need to stop chasing money and learn how to call it. And the first lesson, the foundation of is understand that your sufficiency is in God. It's not in money. Amen? Amen. Let's stand up. Say, I'm rich. I have all things. So I have all things. I lack no good thing. I lack no good thing. He has given me everything according to his riches and glory. I am content. I am content. I am content. I am self-independent. It doesn't matter if someone has disappointed you. You are self-independent. It doesn't matter if somebody told you I'm going to give you this and they don't. You're self-independent. You don't need them. You need God. You don't need them. You need the doctor doesn't even know what sickness you have it doesn't need a name to go we have a name above all names it doesn't matter your situation you have the God of all sufficiency right now just go in tongues begin to speak to your father Rebasante 
Sinem de Bajo, 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 Sinem de Bajo,